Welcome to the Prophecy Club, and may you have a happy and wonderful and prosperous 2020. So I've got a question for you, and it's a really, really important question. I want you to take a second and actually think about it before you answer it. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Let me say it again. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Well, hopefully your answer would be, well, I would still tell them. They might not believe me, but I would still tell them. Okay, let me say that again, and then let me give you the answer. Hopefully you've already answered it in your heart. What if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Well, that brings us to the second question. Well, what is the most important thing in the world? In other words, what is the most important thing you can tell a person? And I'm going to go ahead and say that almost every one of you has already answered the question. And and you've done the same thing that I would have done the way I would have answered this before I ran across this information I'm about to give you today. I would have answered it wrong. And I'm going to say that when I said, what is the most important thing you can tell a person, you're going to say, you've got to accept Jesus or something in that salvation venue. And the answer is, that's not correct. What? What are you saying, Stan? What do you mean? Why, accepting Jesus is the most important thing a person can do in the world. And that's what I would have said until I understood this. So that brings me to the third question. You haven't asked me this question, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it anyway. If someone were to say, Stan, you memorized the book of Revelation. Out of all of that memorization, out of those 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, what was the most important thing you learned from memorizing the book of Revelation? Well, here it is. And this also ties into our first two questions. The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast. Now, let me explain. Throughout all human history, there are only three groups of people. I say it again. Throughout all human history, there are only three groups of people. That includes Adam and Eve and everybody since then. One, those in the book of life who get to live forever. Two, those not in the book of life who are tossed into the lake of fire, which is body and soul death. Three, those people who joined the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer in perdition, or the lake of fire and brimstone, that do not get soul death. In other words, if you take the mark of the beast, you can get your head cut off, you can get your hand cut off, you can chisel off your forehead, but the Bible says not only do you not go to heaven, but you are tormented eternally. Now, I'll get to those scriptures here in just a second. So let's back up to the beginning. The first question was, what if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? The answer is, you still got to tell them. So what is the most important thing you can tell a person? The second most important thing that you can tell a person is, they should accept Jesus. But the most important thing that you can tell anyone in their entire lifetime, in my opinion, is don't take the mark of the beast. Now, let's look at it. 
if a person does not accept Jesus, if their name is not in the book of life, then they are tossed into the lake of fire and they get body and soul death. There is an end to their pain and suffering. Obadiah says that they will be as though they had not been, body and soul death. That's if they do not accept Jesus. So it's obviously very important that they accept Jesus. But I'll ask you, I'll put it this way. Would you prefer to get soul death where there is no more nothing of you, both body and soul has been destroyed, or would you prefer to be tossed into the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, the false prophet, Lucifer, and all of the other people that took the mark of the beast, where you're going to be tortured in eternal torment and pain with no escape? Which would you prefer, body and soul death or eternal torment? Well, of course, everybody is going to say, I would prefer to have body and soul death. Well, that's my point. Now, let's go back to the beginning. What if you had to tell the person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? You tell them anyway. And that's where my new book, Miss the Mark, comes in. This book is written and designed for you to hand it to someone and say, what if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? And they would say, well, I would tell them. Then I'm going to say, then I'm going to hand you this book, and I'm going to ask you to read it. It's short. It's simple. But it is going to give you the most important information in the world. And, of course, they may respond back, yeah, 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 some of that Jesus stuff. No, no. I mean, it has a little of that in it, but that's not the point of this. The point of this is so that you will not be tormented in hell, fire, brimstone, whatever you want to say there, eternally, where you do not get any escape. There's no help. There's no water. It's total torment for all eternity. This book will help you to avoid that. What? Okay, so now let's go into a little of the scriptures to back up what I'm talking about. So let's, I didn't answer one question. So what's the most important thing I learned from memorizing the book of Revelation? And that is, don't take the mark of the beast. Do not take the mark of the beast. More than anything else, do not take the mark of the beast. You might not accept Jesus, but it'd be better to go into standing before Jesus having not accepted him and receiving whatever kind of torment he's going to hand you on a temporary basis than it would be to take the mark of the beast and be tormented in the presence of the beast, the false prophet, Lucifer, all of those that took the mark of the beast, tormented forever and ever. Here's your scripture. Revelation 19.20. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before them, with which he deceived them and had received the mark of the beast, and them that had worshipped his image. Here it is. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire and brimstone. That's perdition. That's eternal torment. And the devil that deceived them, this is after the 1,000 years, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are, here it is, here it is, and shall be tormented day and night forever. I'll read it again. The devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. Yeah, well, Stan, that didn't necessarily say those people that took the mark of the beast are tossed in there. Well, Stan, how do we know that those people that take the mark or worship the beast, how do we know those people are actually tormented forever 
and that they don't get soul death, how do we know that they are tormented for all time? Here it is. Revelation 14, 9. And the third angel followed them, saying, With a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Here it is. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And their smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Now, what that saying is, if a person takes the mark of the beast, they can cut their head off, they can cut their hand off, they can chisel it off their forehead, but if they take the mark of the beast, they are tormented for all eternity in the presence, I mean, with not good people, in the presence of the beast, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the devil. Let me read it again. Listen carefully. It's very important. Again, this is answering the question, what is the most important thing you can tell a person? What is more important than even telling them about Jesus? Now, obviously, Jesus is the solution to both. We understand that. But if they won't accept Jesus, at least tell them whatever happens, don't take the mark of the beast. You see, let me read it again. Revelation fourteen nine, And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast, that's the Antichrist, and his image, and receiveth his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is poured out without mixture. In other words, he, he pours out everything he possibly can that is hurtful and painful to them. In the cup of his indignation, and he should be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, no rest, I'll read it again, no rest, day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Now, I know the King James has the word and in there, but from my memorizing it, from what I understand, what the Lord really spoke to me is it's any one of those three things. In other words, if a person takes the mark, worships his image, or receiveth the mark of his name. Another verse says it this way. I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them had gotten victory over the beast. This is what you want. Victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. Now, I'll tell you real quickly. I think when it's referring to the beast, I think it is referring physically to the most beautiful man that has probably ever lived on the earth. He is going to be, well, what Ken Peters said, the most beautiful man and what Maurice Scalar said he was the most handsome man that they had ever seen. So he will be everything that the flesh likes, and he is going to say everything that the flesh likes. But we'll talk about what he says later or another time. So he gets, we want to have victory over the beast, over his image, and that's probably his clone, and over his mark, and that may be a son with a hand in it. And the number of his name, in my opinion, is probably a spiral or six, six, six spiral together. And I, if you get the book, then I've got it all in the book and it's got all these designs in there and explains all of them. So let me read Revelation fourteen nine again. It's very, very important. Revelation fourteen nine, 
And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receiveth his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. In other words, that's everything that God can pour out that's bad, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. In other words, he's very angry at them. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone, as in hell fire, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever, ever, and they have no rest, day nor night, who worship the beast and his image, or I would say, or his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. I'm going to say, worship the beast or his image, but the Bible has the word and there, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. So when it comes to this guy, in my opinion, I think we're only a few more years away from the start of the tribulation and from seeing this guy. I do not know exactly when that starts, but I will say this. I'm very comfortable in saying that most of you that are listening to my voice today will probably see the beast in your lifetime. I think it is that close. Now, yes, I know a lot of people have thought that, but they haven't gotten the information that we more modern saints have got, and we have a much better understanding of how long we have. Finally, I think that a person needs to understand just how serious the mark of the beast and the beast and the tribulation really is. So I'm going to make this statement, and then I'm going to back it up with Scripture. If a person is not, this is the reason you want to get the book into the hands of people, and this book is designed to hand to people that maybe you don't even know. Maybe you're going to hand it to your grandma, or maybe a son or a daughter, or maybe someone at work. You don't even have to know them real well. This book is designed to grab their attention from the moment it falls into their hand. And even if they don't know anything about the Bible or about the Bible, they don't want to know about the Bible, they don't want to go to church, they don't want anything to do with Jesus. When they start reading this book and they understand what is at stake here, my guess is they're probably going to finish reading it, and they'll definitely not take the mark anymore, and they'll probably get saved from this book. So I'm going to make this statement. If a person is not saved before they see and hear the Antichrist, they probably won't ever be saved. He is that convincing. Say it again. If you're not saved before you see the Antichrist, before you hear him, then the chances are you probably won't be saved. That means... Whoever you know that is not already a Christian, it's very important that you start talking to them. And the best way to talk to them, probably that I know of, is simply hand them this book. If there's anything that's going to grab their heart, if there's anything that's going to show them something they've never seen before that's going to jerk them awake, this book will do it. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians 2.1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him. So he's talking about the day he returns. That you be not soon shaken of mind or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. In other words, don't believe people when they say that Jesus, uh, Jesus is about to return, unless he gives you these things to watch for. Let no man deceive you by any means, because that day, the day Jesus returns, shall not come, except there come a falling away first. Now, pre-tribbers want to say, oh, that's the catching away. No, that's not what it says. The word in the Hebrew there is apostasia. That means a defection from the truth. Has that happened yet? I think we're well down the road to it, but I don't think it's happened in the full until they see the beast. Except there come a falling away first, and then men of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's the beast. That's the Antichrist. Who opposeth 
and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. In other words, he says, I am better than anything you've ever seen. And he's going to put down Jesus and Vishnu and Allah and all of the other Buddha and all, all the other gods. He's going to walk on them all. He's going to say they're all false gods. I'm the real God, you see. And the book explains the nine deceptions that is – when I go through that, and I plan to go through that over the next few weeks explaining what's in the book, you will, you will say, oh, my goodness. Look, you have to understand the devil's smart. And he has got a wonderful, I have to say it that way, a wonderful deception plan planned for the people of the earth. Who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, in other words, he's going to put himself up as he is a God, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple. And where does he sit? He sits on the golden throne the golden wooden chair covered with gold. We call it the Ark of the Covenant. He sets on the Ark of the Covenant, and he proclaims himself God. Then the false prophet says, yep, there he is. That's the real God man, okay? So he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's so important. He, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Say it again. He, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Then shall that wicked be revealed from whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, that's the morning star, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. That's what I cover in the book. Okay, all right. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Back in the early 90s, about 25 years ago when Prophecy Club was first starting, I interviewed a guy, and I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to tell you anything about him. But he was all over radio, not just on our radio program, but he was on all of the Watchman-type radio programs. And he was telling that he had discovered the nine deceptions, the nine secrets uh, that the, the Antichrist is going to use to destroy the world, to deceive the world. Well, when I started writing this book, and I'd forgot about this guy. I couldn't have told you his name or anything about what he was saying. But when I started researching it, it brought it back. So whatever happened to this guy? Well, he was all over every place on all the radio, and then all of a sudden, he was gone. They never found his body. He was just gone. He just disappeared. So I'm not talking about that. But I Googled, I remembered his name. I think the Lord brought it to my memory. And I Googled, I found his name, and I found a radio broadcast that had been transcribed. And there it was. And it was the nine deceptions he plans to use. Now, I didn't put those nine deceptions in my book because, well, he got killed over them. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to take a chance. But what they did was show me things that were already in the Scripture. They were already in the Scripture anyway. All I had to do is just open my eyes and look a little closer, and there they were in the first place. So I didn't use any of his material, but what I do is show you the things in the Scripture that you can read past, you know, just casually reading it or even studying it. You read past it, you don't see it, you don't understand. See, because just like that, he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, does that really help us to understand that he sets on the Ark of the Covenant and that he says, I am God? And that's when he stops animal sacrifice. So there's so much more in the scriptures than what we really understand. There you go. There's your revelations, you see. Even him 
whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power. All power? What's that mean? These deceptions I talk about in my book are using all power and signs and lying wonders. And I talk about what those lying wonders are, and perhaps we'll get into some of those over the next coming weeks. With all deceivableness. What? What's deceivableness? Well, it is a deception that is so good that unless you have already grabbed on to the truth, you'll believe the lie. I mean, that here. Let's, let's go on because it says that. With all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because, here it is, here it is, because they received not the love of the truth, in other words, because they have not received Jesus, that they might be saved for this cause. God shall send them strong delusion. Now, through my years in prophecy, I've thought a lot about what's the strong delusion. Now, I've said it's a lot of different things. And there are all kinds of strong delusions. But I now believe the strong delusion is the Antichrist, the beast, that political figure that is going to be in the middle of the tribulation when he's wounded and he appears to die or dies and then he comes back to life. And when he comes back to life, he will be inhabited literally by Satan, whom at that time has been kicked out of, uh, of, of heaven. So God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. In other words, this is God saying, I have sent my son, my only son, a perfect sacrifice a perfect door for you to enter into all eternity. And you have not chosen. You have not sought it out. You have not made a decision. You've not sought out the truth. You've just tried to live your life and enjoy your life, and you've ignored my wonderful plan, my wonderful sacrifice. Consequently, I'm going to give you what you want. You want a work of the flesh. You want a man of the flesh. And so I'm going to send you a man of the flesh. He's going to look good, sound good, have every answer to every question. He's going to give you the wonderful things that you want. Why? Not just good health care, but he's going to give you a body that will never die. Never mind, it's not the truth. Matter of fact, all things that he's bringing us are all lies. But he's going to give us the things that the flesh has always wanted. See, Jesus is not trying to build his kingdom in this world. This world is not his kingdom. He said, if it were, my servants would have fought for me. He said, my kingdom is an everlasting kingdom wherein dwelleth righteousness. This is not his world. He's simply pulling those people out of this world that will be willing to accept his blood sacrifice. And so he's saying, because you didn't accept my perfect plan, my perfect blood sacrifice, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you a man of the flesh, a man of lies and deceit and deception. You wouldn't accept the man that gives you the truth and love and kindness. Instead, I'm going to send you a man of lies and deception in the flesh, and him you will receive. This book explains it to you. All right, now, have, let's talk about the book a minute. It's called Miss the Mark, Don't Take the Mark of the Beast. Miss the Mark. And you can get one for $20, but don't do that. Instead, get at least 10 for $25, 10 for $25, or 20 books for a gift of $40. But the best deal is get 40 books for a gift of $60. That gives you 39 books to give away. One for 20, don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 
or 40 for 60. Now, 40 for 60, that's a buck and a half a book. So you get 40 for 60 and you're, it costs you a buck and a half to give this book to someone. Good looking book, looks thin, looks easy to read, double columns, nice white paper. And I believe they'll read it. And, you know, the Lord spoke to me one night in an audible voice. He said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. I believe these two books that he's given me, and now we're talking about Miss the Mark, are part of, along with the sports stadiums, part of winning thousands upon thousands to the Lord. Well, you can share in that. This, maybe you don't have the gift of gab. Maybe you haven't memorized Revelation. Maybe you don't have every answer. But you can give them this book, buck and a half, buck and a half, to give them a book with the book. I mean, we priced it and designed it so that it would be easy to give away. One for 20, don't do that. 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60. Now, here's where we are with the book. The book has been uploaded. They're working on it. And I already sent them the check. Probably in the ballpark of two or three weeks, it'll be in and we'll start shipping. But we will let you know. Right now, you can go ahead and place your order. One for 20, 10 for 25, 20 for 40, 40 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. It's called Miss the Mark. Not to be confused with the secret door to understand Bible prophecy, which you can also order if you haven't ordered that. I recommend you order that one too. Miss the Mark. One for 20, 10 for 25, 20 for 40. That's about two bucks a book. Or 40 for 60. That's a buck and a half a book. Prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark. First of all, I want to give all glory to God. Yes, I memorized the book of Revelation, but I'm not smart enough to memorize the book of Revelation. It was Jesus that gave me the inspiration, the motivation, and the brain to be able to remember it. And it was him that showed me all of these revelations and to him be all the glory. I got about 30 revelations and two visions. God showed me the word first fruits is actually a secret door linking the feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of revelation, allowing the end time events to be placed in chronological order as never before. One prophetic word said it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time into obsolete books. That's this book. In this book, for the first time, you will understand that on first fruits, Jesus, the Lamb, returns to Mount Zion with 144,000 one-year-old Jews. On Pentecost, the wheat who are ready go to the marriage supper of the Lamb with the barley. The Father promotes Jesus at the marriage supper from Lamb to Lion from prince to king of kings and lord of lords. Jesus receives many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own sacrificed blood, and a white horse. The barley and wheat receive a wedding garment and a white horse to return on trumpets about four months later. This is the day of the Lord. Jesus the judge uses the morning star lightning sword to burn the tares. This is the judgment seat of Christ. All in Jesus report here and receive their just rewards. On atonement, Jesus is the judge at the great white throne. For those not in Jesus, the dead are judged based upon their works written in the books. Whosoever is not found written in the book is cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. On tabernacles, the new Jerusalem comes down from God out of heaven, all explained 
in the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. One for 20, don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55, or a case of 60 for $250 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55, prophecyclub.com. Gives you extras to give away to your friends. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month or $200 a year. I've got good news. We are going to offer the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade next year, April 8th through the 12th in 2020. Find out more about it by going to SevenfoldMiracleCrusades.com. 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 You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. Watch prophecyclub.com. Brothers and sisters, God wants us to help his side win the battle for souls. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.